Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. I love a mystery. A Carlton E. Morse audio novel featuring Jack, Doc, and Reggie, specialists in crime and adventure. Now following the northwest trail of a missing millionaire, a killer cougar, and the Phantom Castle. This is Fred Foy introducing Jim Harmon's presentation of Les Tremaine and Tony Clay in an original Carlton Morse thriller, The Fear That Creeps Like a Cat. Seven o'clock in the evening in a wilderness cabin somewhere across the Canadian border in the Pacific Northwest. Here, the gang murdered the only man who could have given the trio a clue to Alexander Archer's whereabouts, and then, in a quick, daring move, took the three comrades prisoners. All day, the Cooper gang traveled by horse with their prisoners by rugged, dangerous trails, finally crossing into Canada through a gigantic natural tunnel. And now, at seven o'clock in the evening, somewhat recovered from the trip, Jack, Doc, and Reggie sit before a great fire in a strange wilderness log cabin with their host and captor, Richard Cooper. Gentlemen, the necessity for keeping you handcuffed to your chairs revolts me. Well, it don't revolt you no more than it does us, Cooper. Uh, Yes, yes, sir. As your host, I deplore the whole business. As your captor, however... It seems only logical. Oh, there's logic in keeping us handcuffed to our chairs, all right? Oh, you see my point. You bet. Because if we wasn't chained down here, we'd bust you wide open and get out of here. Apparently you haven't yet learned your lesson, Mr. Long. What lesson? I kept you gagged all day because you talked too much. Now, looky here, Cooper. Every man's got a right to say his piece. Not unless he has something intelligent to say. All right, I can take a hint. I hope sincerely you can, for your sake. Darn polecat. Mr. Packard, you seem disinclined to talk. Nothing to say. I realize you all must be deadly tired. There's a pretty strenuous trip through the mountains for anyone not used to horses. Especially with our hands tied behind us. And yet you all came through it much better than some of our other guests. I say, you make a regular habit of kidnapping people and bringing them up here? Nothing regular about it, But there are occasions... Other investigators before us who have tried to find Alexander Archer, I take it. Uh, Some of them, yes, some of them. Bit of an organization you have. I've counted five men about this cabin, not including myself and Linda Joyce. Oh, yes. Five men on duty at this station. Station? Oh, yes. This is the midway station on the underground passage. 
You know, I've been giving this some thought, Cooper. <laughs> I'm not surprised. This thing's too well organized simply to be a means of disposing of people who get too nosy about Alexander Archer. That's logical. I mean, Archer's only been missing a year. Everything indicates this setup has been established for a much longer time. Oh, it has, I assure you. Am I right in assuming it's an underground railroad for smuggling goods between the United States and Canada? Oh, no, 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 no. Dear me, no. That's a logical assumption. Yes, it could be used for that very well, but never has been. I see. There's one thing that puzzles me a bit. I mean to say, aren't you running a considerable risk in bringing us over the trail in the daylight and allowing us to see where you're taking us and how we get there? Young man, that question shows a pitiful amount of simple faith and youthful optimism. But look here. If we ever get out of this mess, you know Bally well we'll turn in the whole business. You're darn tootin' we will. Mr. Packard, don't you think it's time you explain to your two comrades the true state of affairs? What the heck are you talking about? What Cooper's saying is none of us is ever going to be in a position to give him away. Well, ain't that a beautiful thought for the day? Quite. Furthermore, I'd say Mr. Cooper's inclined to be a bit on the optimistic side myself. Well, that's the human mind. Hope rising eternally, each of us living with his own personal convictions. Good of you to allow us our own personal convictions, Cooper. Oh, please, don't misunderstand me. I have no desire to threaten you, to make you more uncomfortable than necessary. Personally, I would never have brought up the subject of your future. That was done by Mr. York. Mr. Packard here is the only possible one of you who might have some small insight into the things which go on in my mind. Not much. Beyond the fact that you're a very dangerous man. Only dangerous because I'm intellectually your superior. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that's true. All I know is that I sense something that warns me to watch out. Speaking of sensing something, what's that raw, wild smell I keep a-smelling? Quite. I get it, too. A bit like spoiled meat. Oh, yes. That's my pen of mountain lions. Yeah? I was going to ask you about that. We saw them when we first come. What the heck did Linda Joyce mean when we asked her what you kept mountain lions for? What did she say? That we'd probably find out for ourselves one of these days. That girl is taking a great deal on herself. Linda! Linda! Hello? Linda, come up here. There's that darn wolf dog again. A fine animal. You haven't made his acquaintance yet. <laughs> well, I made all the acquaintance I want to of him. When I see him from my window, I galloping around the house. Quite. Big, ugly-looking brute. Biggest fangs I ever saw in a dog. He's half wolf. Huh. There you are, Linda. Yes? Open the door and let Prometheus in. Mr. Cooper. Linda, open the door and let Prometheus in. All right. <laughs> Uh, Prometheus. He's coming. Prometheus, there you are. That's York. Go over and say hello. I say. Prometheus, over there's Long. Go say hello. You black devil, get out of here. Prometheus, this is Packard. Say hello. Hello, Prometheus. No, no, come and lie down. You had a reason for having him make the rounds and smell each one of us, I suppose. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. He's intelligent. He'll never forget any of you. <laughs> Watch this. Prometheus, go to Packard. Ah, you see, I just mentioned your name to him once. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Come back. Come back here and lie down now. So what? Why, if it should ever be necessary to find one of you in a hurry, that's all. I say, those fangs, they're positively beastly. I've seen him tear the throat out of a full-grown bear with one slash of those fangs. <gasps> the throat of a bear? Linda. Linda, you talked with these men about my pen of mountain lions? Only that they were a hobby of yours. Any mention of those animals is forbidden, as you have reason to know. I spoke before I thought. I'm afraid, my dear, that any more thoughtlessness on your part will have most unhappy results. You're threatening me? Nonsense, child. What a thought. Yes, what a thought. It's only natural for the human mind to relax. We all need to have our sense whipped into line now and again. Yes, yes, naturally. I'll be more careful in the future. Good, good. Oh, and then we can forget about it for something more pleasant. Oh, uh, do you gentlemen play bridge? Nope. Poker's my game. Poker? Oh, splendid, splendid. I haven't had a good game of poker in a long while. Here, just a minute, Cooper. Haven't we been given to understand that we begin another long trek on horseback early tomorrow morning? Yes, I'm afraid that's right. Well, I don't mind telling you, I'm dog-tired. Personally, I'd like to be taken to my room. Oh, I'm sincerely sorry. <laughs> what a bad host I've been. Uh, shall we all retire then? Well, very shortly. But I couldn't face cards tonight. If Doc here wants to play... All according to what the stakes are. Oh, I see. Uh, what stakes did you have in mind? Well, now, just for instance... Yes? How about us playing for the limit? Uh, I don't think I follow you. You and me sit down and play a hand of draw poker. Uh -huh. If I win... You turn us loose and give us half an hour head start before you try to catch us again. And if you lose? Well, if it's all right with Jack and Reggie, we'll guarantee to go along with you tomorrow without trying to get away. A half hour of freedom tonight in return for good conduct tomorrow. Well, are you a gambler, ain't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's no gamble. I've got everything to lose and nothing to gain. Sure you have. No, because you haven't the faintest possibility of getting away from me tomorrow. Uh, no, my friend, uh, that's no proposition. Well, what you got to offer? Well, uh, let's see. Uh, how about this? If you win, you get your half-hour freedom. And if you lose, you lend yourself to a little experiment of mine. Oh, no. Linda. What you mean, a little experiment? It really is a marvelous opportunity for you. Uh, lend yourself to the advancement of scientific knowledge. Doc, I think you're getting in over your head. You mean let myself get bit by malaria mosquitoes, something like that? Something, but not quite. Linda, I, I think you'd better leave the room. Yes, I I think I'm going to be sick. Well, Long, what about it? Yeah, well, that ain't exactly what I had in mind. But on the other hand, I'm a pretty doggone good poker player. I won't consider it, Cooper. The consideration is out of your hands. I absolutely forbid it, Doc. But if Cooper here was to give us half an hour head start, Jack, he'd never catch us. Where's your good sense? If Cooper's taken all this trouble to bring us this far, you think he's going to take a chance of losing us for the fun of playing some one hand of poker? Oh, I'll release you and give you a full half hour head start. You think he will, Jack? Probably. But there's a catch in it. Well, all I want to do is get free. I'll take my chances on the rest. You seem very certain of winning the poker hand. Of course I'll win. Ain't I told you I'm good at poker? What you say, Jack? No. Positively. Reggie? Absolutely not. Well, 
There you are, Cooper. You mean you've decided not to play? Two again, three. Majority rule in this outfit. Oh, too bad. Apparently your two companions haven't the faith in your ability as a poker player that you have. Hey, is that what you folks mean? You don't think I can beat this, this tin horn? No. We don't mean you couldn't beat him. We're saying it's a trick. And you've got everything to lose and nothing to gain. You're saying my good faith? I'm saying your good faith is only good as far as it meets your convenience. Now then. If you'll release us from these chairs and take us to our room, I'd like to get some rest. Jack, I still think You I... never had a thought in your life. You want to play that hand of poker just to show off? Now shut up about it. Hey, fella, you can't talk to me like that. Shove, I say, Doc, we're all a bit on the nervy side tonight. Let's just drop the whole business. Well, Dad, blame it anyway. Cooper, will you stop fumbling with these cards and take us into our bedroom? Oh, certainly, certainly. I'm sorry for all... This unpleasantness. Let it go. I'll have to go call the men. Well, go call them. Uh, too bad, too bad, yes. I, I'm afraid I've tried your patience too far. Doc. Yeah? I'm sorry. But you didn't get the full significance of what he was saying. There was murder mixed up in that conversation. Hey, what you talking about? I know it. I saw it in his face. I say, watch out. Somebody's outside the door. Hey, it's Linda. He mustn't catch me here. But don't ever do that again. Don't ever, ever do that again. What do you mean, Linda? It's just the chance he was looking for. Watch out for him. Adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie have come to you in I Love a Mystery. Created and written by Carlton E. Morse. Scripts copyrighted by Morsel Co. Incorporated. Produced and directed by story editor Jim Harmon. Featuring Les Tremaine as Jack Packard and Tony Clay as Doc Long. Consultants Frank Brzee and David Lloyd. Your announcer, Fred Foy. This presentation has come from Hollywood. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.